Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get off the ball quicker, or you're an athlete wanting to improve your overall speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now and sign up it's dnasportsdenver.com yo yeah we're back back again yes sir the red light is on Red light is on. <laughs> <laughs> we like the red light district of Amsterdam, y'all. <laughs> hey, man, it's great to be back again for another episode. You know, I'm Coach Dom. This is my partner. Coach Al, what up, y'all? And we're here to bring you some more exciting stuff. Um, but before we do, make sure that you guys go out and check out dnasportsdenver.com. Get your nice merch. You know, get you a nice tee, get you a hoodie, get you a mug, get you whatever you need to succeed at dnasportsdenver.com. You know, beanie season's coming up, bro. It is. And we got some really nice beanies on the website. Very affordable, I would say. Not to mention, I heard there's some pretty good coaches there. So if you need to book a session, <laughs> go ahead and uh, check us out. Book a session today and and get get right. You know, shout out to everyone to tuning in, man. We appreciate you guys. Um, this is episode number twelve. So yes, if sir. you haven't peeped the first eleven, please go back and do so. Um, we had a little fantasy preview that's shooting up the charts that you guys can still go check out. You know, maybe help you out a little bit on your fantasy team. I know my fantasy team is kind of like uh, today or this week, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, fantasy football, baby. Hey, you know, I think the trophy is gonna stay with me this year. You know, I think Zach forgot it after our draft here, and he might as well have forgot it for a good reason. Cause Did my that team on purpose? Was smoking. <laughs> Yo, I was looking promising. Uh, our Darnell Mooney sucks, and we'll get by that. But we're yeah. fine. You know, we're yeah. gonna be fine. Uh, Coach, man, it's good to see you. Great weekend. Uh, great, we great tried weekend. to do this a couple of days ago. Had some technical difficulties, so here we are watching some Sunday or some Monday night football. Yep. Um, give us a little bit more to react to, I guess. Um, great weekend of football, though. We had uh, our little guys won forty-one nothing, which was a blast. Is their first victory man, of the season. We were clicking on all cylinders. They did such a great job. I'm so proud of them. So proud of my staff. Um, we just really kick butt unfortunately college football wise colorado uh got murdered by minnesota uh csu got murdered i forget who they got murdered by uh air force lost it to wyoming on friday so it's a down i hate to bring it that to that part kind of kind of toned it down a little bit unfortunately but you know uh it is what it is locally you know the broncos won yesterday and they should have lost a uh, crazy game crazy nfl we'll get into that here in a little bit but crazy yeah. nfl weekend man the first two weeks have been freaking nuts yeah Just phenomenal i mean way to start the season right i mean you could say it was exciting you could say some sloppiness but either way we have two weeks under about after these games tonight and you know we'll be looking to week three so it's pretty cool to be at that time of the season already 
A lot of fireworks early in the season. Speaking of a little bit of fireworks, uh, I don't know if you saw the news that came out this week, Dom, about the uh, Phoenix Suns and I guess Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sarver. Yeah. Uh, he was suspended and fined, suspended for the entire year, fined ten million dollars as a result of an investigation into the Suns franchise. Um, this is off of a bigger uh, ESPN article published back in 2021 detailing a bunch of allegations of racism, misogyny, um, just a bunch of crazy stuff going on in the workplace, creating hostile work environments. And, uh, man, really making this owner look like a douche, dude. Um, I don't know any other way to explain it other than that. Um, the report alleged that... Um, Sarver had several, I guess, sketch conversations, one with Earl Watson, who was the coach at the time, you know, questioning Earl Watson and why Draymond Green gets to run up and down the field using the N-word and he can't use it. Um, There was conversations about him showing pictures of his wife, um, talking about him, her giving him oral sex. There was conversations him talking to women in the workplace saying hey i own you because you work for me and they're talking sex related comments towards their appearance and things yeah dude just just a bunch of wild stuff man and it's weirdo you know it's 2022 but it's like it seems like every month we have some sort of you know we had deshaun watson last month this month we got this guy you know and it's like every month we've got a new a new uh a new uh creeper out there (laughs) yeah you know and and unfortunately we're we're slapping them on the wrist with this one, and and it's kind of shameful to know that we're not coming down a little bit harder on this guy. I just think that, you know, <clears throat> with just thinking about certain situations and, and thinking back to John Gruden and, you know, him getting suspended indefinitely for things that he said and years ago, um, this guy should be definitely in spend, suspended indefinitely, in my opinion, forced to sell the team, whatever the case yeah. may be. Um, but I just don't understand how he's just getting basically a slap on the wrist. $10 million is nothing to him. It's chump change. It brings you back to Donald Sterling with the Clippers, right? And, and the, some of the stuff he was saying about his girlfriend at the time, bringing these men to his games, these black men to his games and how he didn't want them to be seen with her and all this crazy stuff. I guess, I guess the real difference between them two situations is just the, the proof of evidence, I guess, yeah. you know, the yeah. fact that they had him on tape where I don't know how much of this stuff they have on tape, but it's, I mean, it's a damning report. Um, he disagreed with a lot of it. Didn't think he deserved to be suspended. Um, you know, what can you say anymore? There's certain things you can't say in the workplace. There's certain, you know, the, the work environment supposed to be an environment where you can thrive, where you can get your job done and you don't have to worry about, you know, sexual advances or being treated like a piece of meat or being treated like a piece of property. And unfortunately in this Phoenix Suns organization and Phoenix Mercury organization, it seems like that's running rampant. Um, During the suspension, Sarver may not be present at any NBA or WNBA games, activities, um, functions, anything to do with the NBA, WNBA, the Phoenix Suns or the Phoenix Mercury. He cannot represent them in any public or private capacity. Um, I don't think I, I agree with you. I don't think it's far enough, man. Um, LeBron has come out kind of saying the same thing. Chris Paul's come out saying the same thing. And, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. I think the the uproar is going to get a lot louder. There's going to be a lot more people speaking out against this. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, maybe the ball start rolling on on some other on some other punishments. Yeah, you know, and and it's kind of 
I'm just looking at the timeline of everything that happened. Um, you know, November 4th of 21 is when ESPN releases the story um, and, and launches their investigation. Then on the 9th, Penny Sarver, his wife, sends messages to three former Suns employees. And it's kind of just trying to look into that and read up on the details of that a little bit to see what exactly was said during those messages. You know, was she trying to, you know, mend the tides for it went to public you yeah. know and, and kind of clean up some things for her husband or that's the one difference between this situation and the donald sterling situation is donald sterling's wife wasn't happy about donald sterling's mistress so she kind of put a lot of pressure i think she went to she she went through somehow and got it proven that he was incompetent to be an owner and so that that forced him to sell the team so i don't know if in this situation you can do something like that it's wild i didn't think um I didn't think that the the uh, commissioner would suspend him. You know, yeah. commissioner works for the owners. So yeah. it's not like you're suspending one of your employees. You're suspending your employer, which is, is wild to think. And it's probably a part of why you don't see a lot of um, discipline come through from the commissioner towards the owners. It's always usually heavy, heavy-handed label towards the player. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and I guess, you know, when, when – Reached out for a comment. Penny Sarver confirmed she sent the messages and looks forward to the NBA's investigation. Um, her quote was, over the weekend I decided on my own to reach out to a few people to try to set a record straight and to share how disappointed and hurt I am by the lies that are circulating about my husband and the son's organization. Penny Sarver said, I shared the betrayal that I felt and I touched on some of the pain that we are going through as a family. You know... Standing by her man, I mean... I guess you'd expect that. Uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes you can't release a statement, and you just gotta, you know, you gotta uh, address it, be accountable, and try to work towards a solution, right? And I think he's addressed it, but I don't think he's been accountable to it. And I definitely don't think they're working towards a solution. It seems like the suspension's like one sided. It's not something that he has accepted. And he said, I mean, he said he accepted it, but he doesn't believe it was necessary. You know, and. It's, like I said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. You've already got minority ownership stepping up, saying that they want him to resign. Uh, you were you were mentioning about um, PayPal, their yeah. sponsor, wanting to, out. wanting to pull out. Yeah. If 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 after his suspension he comes back. Yeah, and this is crazy. I'm just reading more of, of what she's saying, and and again the timeline was was the fourth right, and then the ninth she reached out to these people. Sometimes we got to learn how to kind of just let things die before we react, um, you know, because in this situation, it made her look some type of way, too, especially if, you know, any evidence comes out of, of him actually doing wrong, then that now puts her in the hot seat for, you know, going to his defense right away instead yep. of kind of just sitting back and seeing how it transpires, you know, and I know it's a lot harder than than said you know to sit back and let your spouse be attacked essentially yeah, and yeah. how you feel but you know to go off and say this is penny sarver i know a lot of bridges were burned between you and robert and you are very bitter i want to remind you that real lives are at stake here you know almost like, like damage control bro <clears throat> yeah like so it's kind of it's it's, it's really crazy to read this and and going more in depth man and what? i just feel like when you have again i said it on numerous other occasions we talked about Sean Watson before when you have a certain sense of power or respect or fame 
you're looked at in a different light by normal everyday working people for sure you know and if you abuse that privilege or that power i think it needs to be stripped away from you because you're obviously taking your status and using it to your advantage to do whatever the hell you want yep well and you know um you would expect her to to stand up for her man like you said sometimes you got to sit back you got to see what what's what you got to try to understand the facts in the case and the situation. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, it doesn't look like it's going to end good. That, which you just read to me, seems like damage control. Like yeah. you're trying to get out ahead of it. And sometimes the best thing is just own it and then move past it, man. You know how many people move past it if you just own it? Like you could say, if he did this one time or if it's one isolated incident, maybe he screwed up, right? But. You know, repeat, repeatedly doing some of this stuff, it kind of lets you know who he is. Hearing his wife come to his defense, she knows who he is. So, you know, it, it kind of sounds like they're doing damage control, trying not to let this thing get away. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see how it transpires because, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are publicly using their platforms and are coming out to try to, you know, put their two cents in and say yeah. what needs to happen. Um, and, you know, a lot of us agree with what they're what they're asking for. And it's not a big ask, especially when you consider other situations that may have had way harsher penalties, even in some cases we feel weren't harsh enough Yeah, via and, Deshaun Watson. And you're a coach, dude. You know, you got to know the room. You got to yep. know what you can and can't do. It's 2022, man. It's there's no more excuses for some of this stuff. Yeah. Like we know what we can and we can't do. We know what is right and what's wrong, especially when it comes to sexual harassment in the workplace, racism in the workplace. You know, we've, we've, we've got too many, we, we're talking about them. We've got too many instances from previous times showing us what's right and what's wrong. And still every, every, Every month, every so often, there's somebody that falls into that that pit trap. So uh, it's very unfortunate. It's got to make a very uncomfortable locker room for that Phoenix Suns organization and for that Phoenix Mercury organization. Um, I can't imagine, like I said, I can't imagine going forward it's going to be anything comfortable with him there as the owner. At some point, you would think that he's going to have to step away or hand over, you know, the day-to-day responsibilities. Maybe not sell the team. But get out the limelight, dude. Hand over your majority stakes. Let someone else be the face of the franchise because you're not a worthy face of the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to come to the point where people don't want to work there or people don't want to play there. You know what I mean? So you're right. He's going to have to do something. And, and, you know, maybe selling the team isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, you're probably going to make a hefty penny on them. And and it's so wild, dude, because this is coming off the heels of – a lot of success for both of them organizations. The Mercury yeah. have won titles. The Suns, you know, they've been competing the last two years after being down in the doldrums for so long. Like, to have this happen on the heels of all the success they've had is just really unfortunate. And it just goes to show you, man, like, some of these people live in a sense of of they can do whatever they want and they're who they are. And, you know, you got to do what I say and not as I do. But... Yo, enough with all the negative with that, man. Yeah. There's some greatness that we're going to miss. And, Definitely going to miss. You know, there, there's a sport here that's losing two of their icons, especially of this generation. Yeah. And uh, you definitely putting this on the on the schedule, man. It, it 
brought up a lot of memories. Yeah, well, you know, again, they're transcending people to the sport that they play. Um, you know, they've definitely changed the game um, for the better. And, you know, not only the sport, but they just changed the mentality of who can and who can't. You know, for a long time in this world, there was a certain mentality that women were less than and they couldn't do nothing, right? And they weren't capable of doing certain things. While Serena Williams, man, she showed that a young girl from Compton could do whatever her yep, mind put was sure. put to. And she knew she wanted to be great. And guess what? She's great. And there's a lot of young women that idolize her, look up to her, and strive to be her one day. Yep. And the fact that she is that person for a lot of girls going forward is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, like you said, the game's going to miss her. The fans are going to miss her. Um, the young girls and boys that idolize her are going to miss her. Yep. Um, I mean, she, her record alone speaks for itself, you know, 23, one grand slams, 33 total, you know, and singles, you know, doubles. She had 14 grand slams wow. and then mixed doubles. She had four and splitting them in her double grand slams. She never lost 14 huh. of them. She won all 14. Holy cow. <clears throat> I mean, she's just, again, phenomenal for what? Not only her, her family has done for the game of tennis, but, you know, she was definitely the driving force in that. And, you know, the one who really set the tone for her family and she's continuing to set the tone for her new family. You know, yeah. she's recently a mother and shouts out to her. You know, um, she's someone that I would love my daughter to look up to. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. She, you know, we need we need women like that, man. Yeah. I mean, you know. A lot of this stuff in the news and in, in the media these days is kind of very negative. And to have someone like Serena Williams there for your kids to look up to, who's done, who seems to have done things the right way her whole career, um, made a great career for herself, uh, transcended tennis, transcended sports. Uh, her and Roger Federer. Roger Federer's yeah. retiring also. These two, these two tennis stars, though, I think of when I think of tennis and I think of tennis advertisement and getting commercials and endorsements. Like, you used to see Andre Agassi do Canyon and Pete, even Pete Sampras did one here and there. But when Serena and Federer are at the highest heights of their careers, you'd see them everywhere. Yeah. TV commercials, you know competing at a high level, dancing with the stars, whatever. Like, they were everywhere, man. They transcended their sport into pop culture, and it's definitely going to be um, – it's going to be sad seeing them retire, man. I mean, it, it. father time is undefeated, and everyone's career has a, a number and a, an expiration date. And uh, 41 years old, you know, they've been playing for a very long time. It's just kind of sad to see them go, but it's also great to see the – be able to have enjoyed their career. Yeah, it's also fun to see what's next, right? Yeah. Um, they're both great. Like you said, they both have done phenomenal things. Father Time does come ticking. But, you know, there are people who fight Father Time and, yeah. and continue to not go away and continue to be great. You know, Tom Brady's of the world. Yeah. And, you know, Serena has hinted at, you know, pulling her own little Tom Brady move <laughs> potentially and that there may be a potential for her to come back. You know, I think she's totally joking and saying that she's definitely going to enjoy her time as a mother, um, which she deserves to do. Um, but these two people, they just embody the word success. Yeah. You know, they just embody it. When you think about success, you think about 
setting a goal yeah. and working every day to accomplish that goal. Seeing that thing through, man. Yeah, and, you know, they definitely did. Like, from wherever their goal or their vision started with wanting to play tennis, they definitely put the work in and did what it takes because, you know, it's not – it's within you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, DNA Sports, we say it. It's within, it's within you. you. You got to unlock Just, it. You got to unleash the beast, you know, unleash that athlete. And these two definitely unleashed their athlete and their beast and their Hall of Famers for sure. What's amazing about them, man, is it takes amazing discipline to get to the point in their careers where they're at now. You think either one of these guys or girls could have retired five, six years ago. No oh, yeah. one would have thought – anything bad about it, they still would have been just as legendary. Um, you don't see tennis stars play into their late 30s anymore, you know. Um, but to have the discipline to want to work your ass off every day still and to be spend time at, at, at the top of your craft for decades, you know, literally a decade and a half, you know, um, it just speaks a lot to their discipline and to their hard work and their ability to be able to dial it in every time, even when they don't want to. And again, it's a great example for our kids to kind of follow. You know, we always look for heroes and we always look for um, people in sports for our children to look up to. And a lot of times we don't have good examples. You know, sometimes they're great athletes, but they're knuckleheads off the field or off yeah. the court. And both of these people lived with great integrity, played the sport with great integrity, and they're truly going to be missed, man. I'm excited to uh, see what they got going on. You know, with everything, that all their connections and, in, 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 you know, doing TV commercials and things like that, with all their connections, they definitely are going to have some opportunities to do some things. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, you know, and again, they're definitely role models throughout the world. But, you know, specifically to that young girl living in Compton or that young boy out in Switzerland, you know, yeah. just know that there's somebody who came from where you come that yeah. continued to put in that hard work and they got to where they wanted to be in life. So you can do it even with all the chaos that's going on around us in this world. If you really focus on your goals, you can make them happen. So continue to push, continue to work hard. And eventually your goals will come true. You know, there's something that we like to say all the time is strive for perfection and fall to greatness. Yep. You know, and my favorite saying, yeah, no one's ever going to be perfect in life. But, you know, if you strive to be perfect in life, you're going to be pretty damn good. And, uh, you know, I think these two definitely embody that, you know, um, specifically with Serena's story, just because it's very relatable coming from an inner city um, a sport like tennis, which isn't very popular on the inner city, you know, you got you got that kind of situation. When I started throwing shot put and discus in high school, it was because I was screwing up in high school, ditching school and um, almost wasn't eligible to play football. And I had a coach come up to me, grab me. It's like, yo, you're going to play. You're going to throw shot put and discus. You're going to run track. And I had no idea what the hell that was like. He started explaining. I was like, oh, it's like the stuff they do in the Olympics, right? And he's like, yeah, basically. And now my approach when I coach is I get kids from, say, football team and sell them on the same idea. Yeah. I know kids from the hood don't play, don't throw the shot put, don't throw the discus. But it's competition. You get out there, you start competing with people, and you fall in love with it. And it's cool to see Serena break that barrier so that other young black, brown, yellow, green, blue kids 
can say, you know what, this isn't common for me, but I'm going to do it because I've got examples of that. It's possible. Yeah, man, anything's possible as long as you set your mind to it. Again, you set some goals and you just push for it. And speaking of setting goals and pushing for it, I'd just like to give a special shout out to Charlene and Lash All Beauty. Find them on Facebook or on IG at Lash underscore Char underscore Love with two E's. Book an appointment for a lash lift or lash extensions at lashallbeautydenver.glossgenius.com. Shara is so dope, she's given our listeners $75 off their first set. All you need is to do is to mention DNA at booking, visit Lash All Beauty on Facebook, or find them on Instagram at lash underscore Shar underscore love with two E's. Big shout out to Shar and Lash All Beauty again. Again, set your goals. She set goals. She has her business. She's doing her thing, and she's hooking ladies up left by right, left and right. Um, ladies, if you're not right, you're using those glue-on lashes. Get right, man. We don't want them stuck to the pillow. We want you to, you know, feel as beautiful as you need to feel, ladies, but make sure you're going to the right places to get it done. And fellas, man, big your queen up, you know? Make sure she's getting hooked up with the right people, going to the right places, um, shout out to Shar, Lash All Beauty. Yo, shout out to my folks that got their own businesses, yeah. the, the entrepreneurs, um, trying to make it their own way. You know, um, if you've got a business that you're starting, you've got something you want to promote, holler at us, man. Let's work together. Let's get you some promotion. Let's figure out a way to get your name out there, your business out there. Um, it's important for us that word of mouth works for DNA sports training and that people talk about you know, their experiences with our training and what we do, um, having that word of mouth is super important. So if we can get, get word of mouth out on what y'all are doing, please let us know because that's what it's all about, man. It's all about connecting people, connecting our listeners with the businesses and whatnot. So let us know how we can help out. Yeah, man. And show love when you see these local businesses trying to do what they're doing and sharing their deals or their company website and things like that. Give them love. Give them likes. Share. Because, you know, it's it, it's all about the networking and it's all about people spreading the word. Like Coach just said, you know, yeah. it's word of mouth and it's hard to, to really get a business going. But you know, with the help of everybody out there, it, it really makes it a lot easier. And, you know, we're quick to like and share the yep. negative things in life that happen. But we need to start really uplifting everybody that's trying to do some positive things and share and like those things as well. And on, on that one, bro, break bread with your people. Yes, you know what I'm saying? For sure. If you have a friend out there that has a business, they're doing something, support their business. Like, get out there and spend money with them. That's not the time to ask for the homie hookup. That's not the time to yeah. ask for the homie discount. Like, believe me, as as us honing DNA Sports Denver, DNA Sports Training, I would love to give everybody the hookup. That's right. As many people as I can, I'd love to hook up. If I could do it for free, I'd do it for free. You know what yeah. I mean? But we're trying to grow something. We're trying to build something. And these people that have these businesses, they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to grow their business. They're trying to evolve it into something that can take care of them and their families. Break bread with your people, man. Support them as much as you can. Make sure you get out and spend money with them. You know, we spend money all the time on these big corporations. We're down to go to Gucci Prada. We're down to go to Walmart and, you know, all these big stores and whatnot. Break bread with your people, man. It's it's 
it's the, it's the best money you can spend. Yeah, you know, and and everybody has a vision, and you spoke on ours a little bit, Coach, and, you know, you said if we could do it for free, we would. And it's not just the training, guys, because a lot of the training, we probably could do a lot of it for a cheaper price or a little bit free, but the goal and the passion is to be able to provide an outlet yeah. for years to come and to eventually have a state-of-the-art facility to where teams and inner-city youth can come and continue to practice their craft in a safe environment without worrying about the outside noise from the streets. So, you know, we definitely have a goal and a passion in mind that we want to, you know, provide to the community. And in order to do that, we need the help of all you guys, um, the support of all you guys. And it doesn't have to be a monetary help. It could be a like, a share, subscribe, yeah, whatever absolutely. thing of that nature. Because, again, word of mouth is how we're going to get there. So we appreciate all the love we get so far. Um, and, again, go shout out Charlene and Lash All Beauty and give her some love as well. That's why we do what we do, man. That's why we do what we do. Yo, um, dude, boxing's back in the news. Yeah, this last weekend there was a big fight that was, in my opinion, a little anticlimactic for a trilogy to finish. Coach, well, we started Saturday, right? Like we said, we tried <laughs> to do this on Saturday, had some technical difficulties, uh, and we got to keep it real, right? We yo. were looking forward to this fight. I think everybody was yo. looking forward to this fight. We absolutely. I were. think we both. I don't know. I won't speak for you, but I know for a fact that I was going with Triple G going into this fight, and let me tell you, was I disappointed? I was rooting for Triple G. I think. I think part of the reason why I was rooting for him is no knock on Canelo. Um, I thought Triple G won the first fight. Yeah, me too. Um, the second fight was a lot closer, and I can see Canelo coming away with that one. But I, I just, man, I watched Triple G for a very long time in his career, and I've been watching him for a minute, bro. And seeing some of the people he's fought and some of the people that have purposely ducked him in some of his fights that he's had, he looked like a completely different fighter on Saturday. He looked like Father Time caught him. That's what I was just getting ready to say. He looked old. Yeah. He could barely move. Um, looked a little tentative, and, and you too. Know, I don't even know if it was necessarily that. He just wasn't fighting, man. Like, the whole time I was sitting here... And I was like, throw the jab, yeah. throw the jab, throw the, until it's the, there. Until the last half of the it fight. It was there the whole entire yep. fight, and he just wouldn't throw it. And I feel like, you know, towards the end, he started picking up a little bit of tempo. Now, I'm not saying that if he would have started like that, he would have won the fight because Canelo looked really sharp. Yeah. Canelo looked Canelo. five times faster than him. He looked, he was moving around him a little Canelo bit. Canelo looked like the more busier fighter. Like, he's, he's like, Canelo's been fighting recently, and you can see it. Triple G hasn't fought that much since the last Canelo fight. Yeah, and Canelo was coming off of a loss. So, you yeah. know, after coming off of a loss, you're, you're really looking to avenge yourself. But not only that, this trilogy has been drug on for all this time. Yeah. And Canelo has to hear everybody, including us, saying that Triple G won the first fight. Yeah. So he wanted to put this to bed. For you sure. You know what I mean? And he sh he showed that he came out there with put purpose. It to bed. And he put it to sleep because there's no talks of them ever fighting again no. now i mean there's and, and that's what? possibly triple g's last like fight. big fight he said he wants to fight still because yeah. he's the middleweight champion still you know so there's still fights out there for him um unfortunately i think that might be his last like big payday uh it just it, if it was more eventful maybe he'd get another one but you know how boxing is there's always there's always another payday around the corner um i did appreciate the end i did appreciate yeah. the the 
the respect and camaraderie for each other. Yeah. Like there was a lot of like personal things said about each other. You know, Canelo was accused of being a cheater. Um, you know, Triple G was accused of being a crybaby. You know, yeah. like some things got personal. Yeah. And to see them come together at the end, give each other a hug, show the respect for each other and and, and what their abilities are. That that's you know true we, we love to see that. We love to see that sportsmanship, man. And yeah, man. The, true warriors just give each other respect. You know. Absolutely. Now. On the heels of that Canelo Triple G fight, excitement. This week there was another fight that was announced. Yeah, and this fight, I've got more excitement to see than I did tri uh, Triple G Canelo Part Three. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Earl Spence Jr. and Terence Crawford have agreed to a fight November nineteenth in Las Vegas. Spence 28 no 22 knockouts. Crawford 38 no 29 knockouts. More knockouts than he has. Period. So, we're working to unify the welterweight division. Yeah. Which, arguably, over the last 10 to 15 years, probably one of the best divisions in boxing. Dude, this fight right here? it Long overdue as well. I mean, it's exciting. It's jam-packed. It's going to be everything that anybody growing up in the mecca of boxing, you know. Yeah. And is going to really enjoy this fight. So I definitely think, again, support, right? Go out there and get the fight. Do whatever you got to do to get this fight. Purchase oh, it. Oh, dude, I'm planning my know? meal already. The and taco bar. Like, I'm ready to go in. Bro, enjoy it. It's going to be a clash. You know, I got Crawford. Um, Let's go, bud. I just, I, I mean, his record speaks for itself, man. He's he's truly a, a a professional at what he does. He goes in there day in and day out, fight in and fight out, and puts on performances. Bro, we were talking about fighters that, that you know that were ducking Triple G, and these two fighters, Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford, have been getting ducked for years. Yeah. And so it's good to see that Terrence Crawford has his own promotion now, and they're willing to work with Al Heyman, to, which is the promoter for Earl Spence Jr., to get this thing going. Uh, Terrence Crawford took less money to make this thing happen, you know, um, they both got a, a rematch clause in it. So, you know, we'll, we, hopefully we're going to see another trilogy. We will. You know, um, this is probably the biggest fight in boxing outside the heavyweight division and it, arguably the biggest fight in boxing, period. Um, some can say Fury and whoever he fights coming up. Who do you, I, I think he agreed to fight um, Joshua, right? Yep. It's a big fight, you know. But this fight right here, this is this is years in the making. This is ultimate unification of a of a of a, of a division. Um, some would argue both these fellas are at the top of their game. Yeah, and you know the the let's keep it real. The heavyweight division, great fighters, right? Yeah. But it's not what it used to be. Um, this is this is the weight class to watch in boxing, and and you said it earlier. It has for you know the last. I don't know how many years you stated, but fifteen or so years at for, least for quite some time. You know that to where I just think that it's going to continue to be that class that gives us those exciting bouts. You know because the guys are faster. You know they put more into it. Um, they're training a little bit more harder because yep. they have more endurance. You know what I mean. So by the time the fight comes, you don't see these. Sixth round starting to really tire out. Sixth round, seventh yep. round, they're still fighting with a lot of energy. That's so championship rounds, what they get into? Yeah, you know. So it's 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 definitely different than a 
than a heavyweight slugfest. Um, but it's man, it's these just, boys can throw. It's it's gonna be a exciting slugfest. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna be again one of those tired out, drawn out fights. Yep, it's gonna be action packed. These boys can throw. Um, Terrence Crawford, number one welterweight, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Um, Earl Spence Jr. is the number two welterweight, number three pound for pound fighter. This is all according to ESPN. So both these boys can throw. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited to see. One thing I didn't point out about Triple G and Canelo, they mentioned it on the broadcast. Neither one of them boys have been put down. Oh, yeah. Neither one of them have been put down. For Triple G to be around that long, the only two losses he has in his career are both to Canelo and never, and never been put down. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. That says a lot, man. That yeah. really does. It's a chin. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in, in, you know, when you see dudes getting rocked left and right and put on the canvas, you know. Um, even a slip, man. Even yeah. in, in boxing, there's so many slips. And for him to, you know, never be put on the canvas is, is phenomenal. That just shows his dominance regardless of how his last performance looked. Three fights with Canelo never sat down. And we've seen Canelo break dudes' orbital bones in their and, eye. And, and not just dudes, champions. Yeah. They, yeah. they said it. You know, these are the rounds where Canelo has beaten champions previously. Yep. Let's see what he could do with Triple G. And again, even in some would say his worst performance ever, yep. he's still seen it all the way through. Yep. Man, shout out Triple G Canelo for the great trilogy that they that they gave us. I know the last one was a little anticlimactic, but it was still they deserve the respect. Spence and Crawford coming up, man. I can't wait. We're gonna have to figure out something, bro. We're gonna have to watch this out on your patio or something. Yep. We're gonna have down. to figure out figure out a fun time with some some adult pops and uh, get that thing in because it's gonna be great, bro. I, I, I'm. This is one of the big ones I've been anticipating for a while, so I'm super excited about it. Um, super excited about football. Yeah, Dude, this we were weekend. talking about it's you know week two closing out week two going into week three and. It's got to be the craziest two weeks of football I've seen, dude. And and frustrating. (laughs) And frustrating. I mean, for you. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm on cloud nine right now, dude. God, bro. It's. (sighs) Yo. You know. Yesterday's games. uh, My Dolphins. I I ain't going to lie. I'm a realist. I can't. It was 35 to 14 in the fourth quarter. I'm sitting there with Pops. We're watching Red Zone. I tell Pops, like, yo, I think it's done. I think the boys are done. Like, you, it's not going to work today. You know, and you just really got to put some respect on guys like Pam Manning, like Tom Brady, yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, like Drew Brees, like Phillip Rivers even, like guys who know how to close out football games. Yeah. It seems like it's a lost art. Yeah. You know, so many wild comebacks, you know, like, for instance, the Raiders being up 21. Dude. Or something, twenty one points to only turn around and and get beat in overtime in your home opener. That two point oh, conversion, bro. It, it's just crazy. And and you know, the fact of the matter is 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 a lot of the times there's a lot of you know, you wanna give certain controls to certain players and allow them to, you know, be able to adjust on the fly and things of that nature and, and we start to point the blame directly at coaches right away when when something goes wrong, you know, but in for instance in the Raiders situation, in my opinion, you know, the game didn't the game ended up being the game however it was, you know, went into overtime. 
We stop them on fourth down. We get the ball. We have the opportunity to put it in field goal range. And two times in a row, we audible what looks to be a run into a pass. Mm. When all we need is three to four yards to put Carlson in, in field goal range, one of the best kickers in the league, and yeah. you know we're trying to go for the touchdown, fighting for extra yards. Yeah, you know, I just it's it's crazy to me. Like, be smarter. You know, I hear Josh McDaniel say it in press conferences: is we're going to take what the defense gives us. Mm. Well, give us those few yards, kick a field goal, and win the game. We don't need to win yeah. it by a bunch. Let's just win. They don't have to be pretty all the time. Pretty wins and ugly wins. They all count the same in the in the in the in the win loss column. Man, you don't Cleveland. get more points for ugly wins. You don't get less points for dirty for pretty wins. Yeah, yeah Cleveland falling to the Jets was crazy. Dude, what was wild about that is there's like a minute fifty five left. Um, Bradley Chubb broke free, and I, I didn't know this at the time. They, it was pointed out to me. He could have just went down instead of going into the end zone. Went down. Cleveland, um, or excuse me, the Jets had no more timeouts. There's a minute fifty five left. All they had to do was just go down, and they could have nailed it and ran out most of the clock. Instead, Bradley Chubb scores, puts them up. I think it was 31-17 at that point. With a minute 55 left, no timeouts, the game's over. And then freaking <laughs> they, the Jets do the unthinkable, and yeah. they win 32-31. They score two touchdowns in under two minutes and, and walk away with that game. It's crazy. I just don't know how – I mean – how you get to the point where so many games are being decided in the last minutes by multiple points like that? Like, Dude, how do we not close out football games in the NFL? Anymore? The Rams and Falcons scare me because I picked the Falcons in the loser pool this week. There's yeah. only like there's only like five people left now, yeah, out of twenty two, yeah. But I picked the Falcons and the Rams were up big, and then the Falcons are driving with a chance to win the game, and Jalen Ramsey makes makes a play on a ball in the end zone that could have easily been caught. And I was ecstatic after that. It's yeah. just, it just wild, man. It was a wild finish for a lot of the games. Again, like I said, the Dolphins, dude, seeing seeing Tua bring them back like that, forty two to was it forty two to thirty eight, and this they tie the game. Baltimore gets a field goal, and then they go down and score again. Like, yeah. oh man, you know if this is what we got to look forward to this NFL season. Dude, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to survive. Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of a, a tale of two tales, right? Like, is it really that we have that many dynamic offenses in the NFL, or do we have that many terrible defenses in the NFL? Which one is it? You know what I mean? But we've got dynamic offenses with a lot of laundry on the field. Yeah, against the defense. Yeah, well, and you know, time of possession really is a killer. You know, yeah. again, if you look at the Raider game, for instance, the Raiders controlled the clock for majority of the first half. Yeah. I think it was something like 60-something snaps to 18 snaps. Yeah. Second half, the Cardinals had 58 snaps to our 19 evened snaps. Evened up a little so bit. So they evened it up. They controlled the clock in the second half. They controlled the game, and they won. At the end of the day, they deserved the win that they got. If we want to be a contender, we got to go back to the drawing board, get it right, because that's not going to do it. It's Bottom a little frustrating, though, because like, like in that in – that, Cardinals game, they had the defensive holding in the end zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, anymore nowadays, like, like a lot of, like the, the Seahawks made it popular, you know, grab on every play. They ain't going to call it every time. Yeah. You know, offensively, you can call holding just about on every play on the offensive line. And so, like, these flags that are flying, sometimes they just, uh, 
it's not the ref's fault because ultimately you give up plays that put yourself in that position, you know, but it's just, it's incredible to think, man, like some of this stuff, the way it's being called, it so favors the offense and it's, it would be hard as hell to be a defender this day and age trying to, you can't hit the quarterback, can't fall on the quarterback. You sneeze on the quarterback after he throws, it's a penalty. You sneeze. How many, did you see all the different um, penalties for unnecessary roughness for hits? And some of them were very questionable. Some of them were like shoulder to shoulder. Some of them weren't even against defenses, receivers. Like, I hate to be that get off my lawn kind of dude and sound like that, like I'm super old school, man. It's just kind of frustrating seeing how some of these games are being called and how some of these flags are being thrown when they're being thrown. And I don't know. I just would like to see these guys figure the game out on their own, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, I think, you know, penalties are in place for a reason, but you're right. It's, it's you know, when it becomes a, a laundry fest out there of flags, it, it, it get, takes away from the game, um, especially, you know, they're in the NFL and they've been playing this game for a long time. And, you know, when you try to change the game too much for safety reasons, you know, you, you also introduce other safety aspects yeah. um, that we have to be concerned with. But either way, man, week two – is in the books Phenomenal um, Buffalo looks dangerous They just proved it again tonight 41 points tonight you know, Like um, good lord They look phenomenal But Thursday night football What are you looking forward to this week This you know New Amazon Prime Did you like debut. last week I had a few issues with it yeah. um, You know my My uh, audio was off it looked like a Japanese war movie where the mouth was still moving <laughs> And the oh, audio Kung was Fu, done uh. Yeah And you know Um but it, you know, just a glitchiness here and there, um, a little bit of, you know, things that I I'm sure they'll get better at over times. Kind of realizing what their platform is going to bring in as far as viewers, but also some of the logistics behind sound and yeah, you know, the things of like the halftime in for instance, yeah. and, and and things of that nature that they're gonna get right. Um, I didn't mind it too bad. I mean, the presentation was okay. There, like you said, there were some minor things I think you can improve on. I think we got used to watching Fox do it. Yeah, and Fox does a really good job with their presentation of the NFL. Um, they have for years, and that's why they they have that stronghold on one of the networks. You know. Yeah. Um, did, did you see? Uh, did you see one of the cast of the new? The new cast is is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, um, it's magic. Did you see him and uh, Brady kind of going back and forth a little bit? Nah. Uh, him and who? Him and Brady. Him Tom, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady have been going back and forth. Really talking smack to each other. Uh, was that supposed, was, well? Because Tom Brady signed with Fox, right? Yeah, I'll look. I'll look it up. But uh, oh. Fitz Fitz Magic must have said something to Tom about Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady responded. I mean, I don't think, uh, what's the old saying? Wolves don't concern themselves with the, the minds of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, that beard, though, that, that Fitz Magic has, dude, that's an incredible-ass beard. That's uh, top five all-time beards, in my opinion, man. It's it's wild. Yeah. Um, I liked... Uh, I like I like Richard Sherman. He has a lot of insight. He's well-spoken. I like I liked Fitz Magic. He's very well-spoken. Um I don't know. I I think maybe it's just a new product, and we got to get used to it. Uh, on, on on as far as the Thursday night um, broadcast. Speaking of Tom Brady, 
You see uh, Mike Evans and and Marshawn Lattimore go full WWE. Man, I, I you know I missed that. I was dealing with a little bit of a situation of my own um, for the second half of games yesterday. But Brady was barking, man, and Marshawn said something that Mike Evans didn't like. And well, he said, "What do you expect? It's Tom Brady. I'm not gonna you know allow you to disrespect my quarterback, let alone Tom Brady yeah. like that." So yeah, you know, hey, th- you know what though. Like, I get it. You know, we want to put on a certain presentation for the spectators because perception and things yeah. like that. We can't be. We don't want another malice in the palace. But at the end of the day, man, everybody on that offense has a duty to re- to protect that quarterback. Yep. And not only the linemen, but from everybody. That's the general. That's the captain. That's the guy that gets this ship moving. And, that's big brother, bro. And, you know, I ain't mad at him sticking up for for his quarterback because the opposing team would have did the same exact yeah. thing if someone would have hit Jameis like that. Well, and let's or, be real. Going at Jameis. Marshawn and Mike Evans, they got, they got a history. history. Yeah. They got a history, bro. So at some point, fireworks were going to fly. They've got, uh, they've they've got they've gotten full fist cuffs before in the past. So uh, I wasn't surprised to see that. I was kind of kind of surprised to see Mike Evans just come straight off the sideline and do it. But you know, it is what it is. It was a great game. That game was kind of boring up until I don't know the last quarter and a half, and Tampa Bay just started taking the top off things. That defense is is mean. Levante David and uh, Devon is it De- uh, Devin White. Them, yeah. them boys can play. Them, mm-hmm. them, them are probably the best inside linebacker duo in the league, bro. Them dudes can freaking play. Yeah, so Brady and, and Fitz Magic, Magic are going at each other, man, talking about I'm that mother. You know what I mean? Fitz oh. Magic said, and Tom Brady says, I don't think you are that dude. And <laughs> you never were that dude. And, and, you know, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Come kinda, on, Tom. Let him, have know, a, let him have a moment, dog. He denies saying certain <laughs> things, but he does not deny that he feels that Fitz Magic might have it out for him a little bit. You know, they uh, were rivals for yeah, quite I mean, some Fitz time. Yeah, I mean, Fitz Magic played in Buffalo. He played in he, Miami. He and played in the Jets. And he played in New York, too. He played with every team other than the Patriots. So, yeah, the Patriots whooped that ass so many times. <laughs> why wouldn't there be a little bit of envy there, right? So I get it. I hey. get it. Fitz Magic and then had that ass whipped by the Patriots a little too much. And so <sighs> I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Maybe it like I mean, think about Tom Brady, man. He's got seven Super Bowl rings, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game, married to a supermodel wife. Chisel looks. I mean, what the hell, man? Can someone have a chance? Hey, it's like it's like Mayweather and uh, uh, Larry Merchant. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Mayweather and Larry Merchant. Yeah. So it's good, man. Yeah. Let's, I'm here for it. You know, let them uh, in this setting, ramble at each other. Except for Fitz Magic isn't drunk. Yeah, I was <laughs> you say, know, in this setting, uh, Fitz Magic is Larry Merchant, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and Brady's Mayweather. So you know, it's I'm here for it, dude. So. Exciting two weeks of football. I'm super excited to see what the next week brings. Um, fantasy teams a little bit up and down, but we'll get that right. Uh, dude, it's been fun this last two weeks, so I'm excited to see what we got going forward. Um, Dom, this is about the time where we start winding down things. Okay. Um, got a little mailbag question, though. And, hey, put your name on these questions. Hit us up, dnasportsdenver.com forward slash askdna. If you have a question for us, a comment, complaint, concern, want to shout us out and say what's up, show some love, 
mention your business, whatever, dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA. Today's question is, what is the most important element of being a student athlete and why? Coach, I'll let you go first. Well, you said it, um, student, you know, and again, student of the game, student in the classroom, it all correlates to each other. Um, but first and foremost, if if you do not succeed in the classroom, you will not ever have an opportunity on the field to become an athlete. It starts in the classroom, and it starts at a very young age. And it's not only just because you need to be a certain um, – you have to have a certain amount of intelligence to you to play these games, but it's also – Again, building character within the classroom. It's building, you know, teaching you how to make decisions within the classroom that may correlate to the field eventually. Looking how to problem solve and and break down certain situations. You know, it all applies to sports Mm. at the end of the day. And, you know, the mentality and the attitude that you take in the classroom, the mentality and attitude that you take on the practice field is exactly the mentality you'll take into life and Mm. on the game field. You know, they always say you play how you practice. You know, the same thing with life. You You will be not very good in life if you don't apply yourself in school. You know what I mean? You have to learn. You have to educate yourself. You have to be smart to be ready to go into this real world and face all the obstacles that it's going to throw at you as an adult. So, you know, being a student is exactly where you start to build all those good traits that will propel you in athletics and into life. Amen. Um, I have to agree with you on that in terms of being a student. That's the most part important part of being a student athlete. Um, I'm going to go a little different direction just because I agree with you so much on that is I'll also say uh, one of the most important elements of being a student athlete is being a hard worker. Yeah. And, Uh, training yourself to work hard. You know, it's not something that a lot of people have inside of them. Again, this is one of those things you got to unleash from inside you. Um, You've got to be able to set an example for yourself in school of hard work. That transitions into the field, that transitions into life. If you're willing to put in the grind, put in the work, I guarantee you, you'll find success. It's just, you got to bust that ass. You got to build that callus, you know, and, and, and get there. And if you can be a hard worker in class, you can be a hard worker on the field and you'll be one of the hardest working adults contributing to society. And it's just a true belief that I have. Um, If you're willing to work hard, you'll be willing to accept, you know, tons of blessing. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, you know, we spoke about Serena and Roger Federer earlier and and what you just said speaks to what they've done, you know, putting in hard work on and off of the court of tennis continuing to strive and and put in the the unfun work the uncomfortable work you know when when no one's watching you know and that's when it really matters is do you have integrity in what you do even when no one's watching yep that's the most important time too yeah and that's where you know you learn the most so you know continue to work hard continue to be a good student and continue to strive to reach your goals man um it's been great man um Another great week in the book, bro. You know, I appreciate doing this every week with you, man. I appreciate coaching, working together, and, you know, our common interests and common goals for these young people. I know you've got the heart and passion for young people, and, and we're out here trying to um, trying to teach these young people how to be men, how to be shining examples of what 
we need to do right and i fall short you fall short all the time like we're not perfect you know and nobody is but like you said like you say all the time strive for perfection excuse me strive for perfection and fall to greatness and that's what we all need to do man shots out to uh, arsenal custom apparel uh shots out to rebel promotions black sevens genesis catering uh lash all beauty one last shout out shout out to you bro I appreciate everything you right do, on, man. Brother. I appreciate the uh, you being the family man that you are and uh, being the great partner, man. Uh, and big shout out to our fans, man. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, giving us feedback, giving us crap, man. We love it. Yeah, go book a session. Visit us at dnasportsdenver.com. Find you some merch. Like all of our social media. Subscribe to our YouTube. Do whatever you can to support us succeed so that way we can help the youth of the future. And also, speaking of the youth of the future and working hard every single day to try to accomplish a goal, I want to give out a special shout-out to one of our players who wasn't the best athlete, who has came to practice day in and day out, even when people doubted him, and he's continued to work hard, and he has may have found his niche. And this week we are clicking on all cylinders, and it starts with the snap. And shout out to Miliano for coming in every day, and now you're working hard, you're playing center for us, and you're doing a great job, buddy. Mm. And I just hope Keep you up, continue buddy. to keep working and we'll continue to keep coaching you and you're going to become a great player one day and i have faith in you i love you and i'm glad to be your coach bam on that note shout out to my partner dom i'm coach al shout out to all of our coaching buddies out there in the grind giving their time for these young folks man we appreciate you guys uh shout out to the wheat ridge youth football organization coach aj i know we had a little interaction online hey man keep keep giving to these kids y'all you guys keep giving to these kids because you know what? If we don't give it to them, someone else is going to. So we got to make sure we got these kids, man. We got their back. On that note, for Coach Dom and Coach Al, until next week, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're out. Peace out.